Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Sri Chaitanya Mano Bissam Stabitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Tatati Trapadantikam Manchakalpa Kalubhyasya Kripa Sintu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanevyo Vaishnaveto Konamad Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyadveta Gadadhani Shivasate Gorvatavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ramana Hare Ramana Hare So I had some thoughts this morning when I was trying to prepare it. The Jai Jagannath is a tough act to follow. But especially today, because the subject matter he's giving relates to you so well, the chaos in your life, <laughs> the troubles, the struggles, right? And then here, here I come, and I'm talking about the separation of you know, the gopis and grudge, <laughs> you know. But when I really thought about it, I thought the first thing I should do, the first thing I should do is, first thing I should do is, is really give the re relevance of this to that Chaos. Uh, uh, the people that are watching, Jai Jagannath gave a uh, an amazing class yesterday on the, uh, what did he call it? The down part? What, what did crisis. it? What? Crisis. Yeah, crisis, not chaos. And he, he, he gave a class on the crisis at the different levels of devotion. It was so relevant because everybody was feeling these different crises and they were shaking their heads. Yeah, I'm there and I'm there and I'm there. So, you know, and, and he just mentioned the crises on the stages of Shraddha, the crisis is Adao Shraddha at Sadhu Sangha, the crisis at Anartana Vritti, and the crisis is at Bhajana Kriya. And it was very, very detailed and systematic. And then people said, well, what about beyond that? And then he just wrote, this is the good life. <laughs> so I thought, why don't we hear something about the good life? <laughs> and not only hear something about the good life, but why it's so important to hear about the good life. And, 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 and that's what I was thinking. Because I was thinking, you know, and I spoke to Jai Jagannath about this. The class was so deep that any one of the points that he was speaking about could be. So I was talking about, you know, he was talking about crisis almost in 
Should I stay in Krishna consciousness or leave? Or, But when we discuss later, you know, the crisis has different impact according to your samskaras, according to your nature. It may not be that level of crisis. But, and, and the idea I, I should explain too, what Jai Jagannath was saying, the, the people listening outside also, the crisis is a part of Krishna consciousness. Because, and I, I discussed that too. I, I gave the example of, of Narada Muni. You know, he, he was so fired up and he had Sakshad Darshan and then the Darshan went away. So that's a crisis. But what was the crisis for? The crisis was for that he had to go deeper in Krishna consciousness. And, 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 and therefore Krishna said, well, there's two more things that you have to do. You're not complete in service, which means not only the act of service, but the mood of service. And the act of service creates the mood of service. And you had a material taint. So there was some, um, and then I also discussed today, Bhagavatam, the Asadev had a crisis because he did so much service. Can you imagine the service of the Asadev? Mm. Here are the Vedas. And here are these people. I'm going to divide them into four. Mm. They still don't get it. Okay. I'll illustrate it in story form, the Mahabharata. They're still not getting it. I will codify it into the Vedanta Sutra. Mm, they're still not getting it. Why? Right? And, and, and when there is dissatisfaction, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's an indication there's something wrong. And that also happens in our Krishna conscious service. And I was explaining to Jai my own personal experience. I have a very unique way of chanting. I, I, I start on a, on a, a, I start my chanting in the morning. I, I chant more. First 16 rounds, I chant on a, a zero gravity chair. And because you're supposed to be sukha and stira, steady and happy. And I don't fall asleep on the way. And then after that, then, you know, I sit up for, you know, and, you know, but I, that's how I start. And it was working for me. There's no hard and fast rules. I'm very, it, it takes away the body and my mind is very clear. But then I saw when I was sitting up here with all of you in the Japa meditation, especially this morning, you guys were, that's my New York it's not from Hare Krishna. That's <laughs> from Brooklyn. You guys were Stella. <laughs> Stella, Stella. <laughs> okay, I'll do all the um, And then the chanting, just sitting up straight and, and making the body still. So I saw what happened is. Krishna doesn't let you, he wants you always to go further. So if you're at a certain platform that works at a particular time, he may kind of reduce it because the effort has to be more. There's something more you can do. So I was saying that's relevant, but what I thought too, that 
what was the answer to Joshua Dave's dissatisfaction? What did he do wrong after doing all this incredible service? And all this service, Krishna didn't reward him with ecstasy. He rewarded him with dissatisfaction. But why? Because he wanted him to go deeper. Go deeper. That's the whole purpose of suffering. Prabhupada gave this great, this great, just right. He said, what's the difference between human life and animal life? The human being can ask why I'm suffering. And then he explained why that's such a benediction. Because when you ask what, why I'm suffering, then what do you do? You ask, why, what did I do wrong? And then if you ask, what, should I, what did I do wrong? You should ask, what should I be doing? And then if you ask the question, what should I be doing? You have to ask the question, who I am. So suffering is God's way to bring us to ourselves. So what did I do wrong? That's what the suffering, the dissatisfaction, and the crisis is all for. It's to ask these fundamental questions. And it's so interesting that you may be doing right and you may be doing wrong because Krishna thinks you can go to another level and you won't, you won't go there unless I give you some challenge at this level. Very deep, right? But we can go on and on. But what was the answer? You haven't sufficiently glorified Krishna. So this is what I think as another aspect to his beautiful presentation is that the element that when people have Sangha and hear Krishna Kata and come to retreats like this and their faith is nourished, then, then the crisis that you have doesn't lead to victimhood. The crisis doesn't lead to you separating yourself from Krishna consciousness. The crisis leads to going into your heart and finding out what God wants from you to go further. So I think, I, I think that's what this class is about. Hearing Krishna Kata, it's, it's connected to this. It's part of this. Because it gives you that. And I look at my own spiritual journey, you know, there were so many challenges, so many difficulties, so many, all the crazy things that Jai was kind of alluding to that happened to people and served them, and, which is just kind of, I remember Bori John Prabhu one time was trying to explain some of the problems in ISKCON to someone with meaning. Because I think what Jai also said is when you have a higher understanding, you, you know, it, it, the reality has a deeper meaning and you can accommodate it when you have the platform of understanding and meaning. So John said a very interesting thing because he's wise, right? He said, well, you know, the Catholic church, no institution had as many sinners no institution had as many saints no institution had as many devouchies 
no institution had as many celibates. Uh, there was one other thing. No institution killed as many people. <laughs> no institution saved as many people. Basically, it's life. <laughs> things get big. <laughs> There's going to be more things done and more problems. But the answer is, but, and also I was thinking, so I've been through that too. I've been through a movement that is growing. At the beginning, we described it. What was the movement? One person described the problems of ISKCON at the beginning. Prabhupada was the only adult. <laughs> that was one of the problems. The other problems, it was Lord of the Flies. I can tell you one story. These two people took sannyas at the age of 21. Ooh. Prabhupada gave them sannyas. So they went to South India to conquer all other philosophies. So they met the Madhva Acharya. And this Madhva Acharya, to be a Madhva Acharya, what they do is they go to this village of pure Brahmins. They take all the astrological charts. No one has fell down in their institutions in 500 years. They go, they get the charts, they find out who's the pure Brahmin. And then at the age of 12, the person becomes the junior sannyasi to the senior sannyasi and gets trained. And then when the senior sannyasi dies, then the junior sannyasi becomes the senior one. So this one somehow was the most page of a swami, was the most respected. And they came to him, right? And I remember one had a French Canadian accent and the other one had a broken nose. And they looked at him and they challenged him in a French Canadian accent. What are the three aspects of the absolute truth? And he started, he started to laugh. <laughs> he started to laugh. So making it through that, so much a growing movement with Lord of the Flies. You ever you ever read Lord of the Flies? Right? Young kids on an island and someone, of course, there's going to be chaos. But how did people make it through? They made it through because of faith. Because they had faith. And what did they have faith in? As Jai was saying, it's Shastriya Shraddha. They had faith in the Shastra. They had faith in that experience. And where did that faith come from? It came from Prabhupada and it came from the people who represented him and the things that people organized to give that faith. So it's Krishna Kata. Krishna Kata is the ultimate solution to crisis. But I think what Jai did is give you some meaning for the crisis. So you understood that it was connected to the process of Krishna consciousness. And I think that was one of his messages in general, which I think he demonstrated. That when you have a Shastric understanding, when you have a higher understanding, you have the meaning that, that elevates your consciousness in a way where you can look back on your situations and accommodate it within the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. So I just want to uh, 
read from the Brihad Bhagavatamrita just um Yeah, it says, uh, I'll explain this later, but it says just one person, almost as dear to me as the devotees of Raj, will be able to explain these topics. Sukadev, the son of Vyas, by the power of his great love in the mood of the Brijbasis, he will speak something on these matters to his excellent disciple, who resembles him in spiritual qualities and whom I once brought back to life. Commentary. If no one ever hears Krishna's Vrindavan pastimes described, how will Krishna fulfill the main purpose of his descent to spread throughout the world the transcendental taste of prema ras? If these are not given. So this is also part of our process. And it's also how detachment works. The real way that detachment works, the ultimate way that detachment works, is yes, there's gyan, there's philosophical understanding, but there's vishya vinivartante, nirahara deyana, raso rajam, raso pyasya, param drishva, param drishva, nivartate, param drishva, by a higher taste of Krishna consciousness. So this is what's given. And let me just read one more at the end. And believe it or not, I'm going to cover the whole Brihad Bhagavatam Rita today. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. This is the benediction that Narada Muni gets at the end of his whole journey. There's a point where... <clears throat> we'll discuss where he goes to Uddhava and somehow or other a discussion ensues which invokes in Krishna the separation from the residents of Dhaban. And Krishna goes in a canatonic state that they have to re revive. And Narada Muni feels horrible that he did this and then Krishna actually later tells him how wonderful it was that he brought this up and he describes the mood of separation and everything. And then he asks for some benediction. So this is the second benediction part of it. Um, whether by speaking, thinking, hearing, or physical contact, if any person in this world comes in touch even once with these pastimes of yours, and is convinced of their importance, may he be endowed eternally with the power to worship your feet in pure love. Feet resplendent with the saffron dust from the pitcher-like breasts of the blessed gopis. I'll just read it again. How important it is to hear Krishna Kata. It was so nice yesterday, Krishna Janmatsvani. Nandakeya Nandamayo Jayati. It's just so nice worshiping Krishna and these experiences that fit. That was the whole purpose of the retreat, I said, was to give faith, pace by experience. And when you have that objective, 
then you're able to undergo the goals. What is one of the favorable aspects of bhakti mentioned in the Upadeshamrita? Utsaha Nisya what is, what is that? Patience. Why patience? Because if you hear Krishna Kata and you hear the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, you understand a little bit about the gift you're getting. And then when you undergo the difficult troubles and crises, etc., in the mood that Jai has actually elucidated, kind of connecting them to the process of Krishna consciousness, right? He said, Genesis, you grow. Then what's the next thing, Jai? After Genesis? What? Then sustenance, then dissolution. And he says, everything in the world goes through this. And he says that when people come to the platform of dissolution, if they understand deeply the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, that dissolution it's just part of how Krishna deals with the devotee for regeneration to bring them to a higher platform. So when you have that understanding and you hear Krishna Kata in that context, whether by speaking, thinking, hearing, or physical contact, if any person in this world comes in touch even once with these pastimes of yours, and is convinced of their importance, may he be internally, may be endowed eternally with the power to worship your feet in pure love. So now, should I try to give a summary of the, what time is it? Three o'clock at the time. What do I do with my, eight o'clock. What? Eight o'clock. Okay, I got time. Oh, the phone is here, okay. Okay, so so let's let's just go through the, through the story, right? Um, <clears throat> begins with Sanatana Goswami. He has a mission. And he has a mission to do this, to present the essence of the Bhagavatam to the whole world. Because Lord Chaitanya gave him his teachings, now give it. And he has to figure out a way to do it. Teachers communicate, and communicating mean they don't just repeat what they've heard. They look at the audience and see what their frame of reference is. And when he looks at his audience, there's a verse in the Bhagavatam that describes his audience. I think, Jai, it's, it's, it's Bhagavatam 110. People are short-lived, they're lazy, <laughs> they're, they're unfortunate because even if they're not lazy and then they search for some spiritual truth, there's so many cheaters out there. And then even if that's the case, that they're not lazy and they find the right teacher, then upadruta. Jai, what does that mean, upadruta? Always disturbed. Always disturbed. So that's the audience. <laughs> so he thinks very deeply and he prays to empower him and he gets the realization how to do it. 
And he realizes the same thing that he was asked to be done was, uh, which is to summarize the Bhagavatam in a way to make it relishable and understandable in a condensed form also. Why a condensed form? Buri, Burini, Karmani. There's so many things. <laughs> to get to the essence and inspire people to undergo these systematic studies of the Shastras. So, so he realizes that this was done once before. When Marge Prickett was at the end of his life, his mother came. And he thought to himself, really what happens when you really hear the Bhagavatam? All fears are gone and all of, of ambitions are satisfied in the heart. And, and when that happens, bhakti, yogena, manasi, samyak, pranayate, mala. You engage in devotion without any interruption. But his mother's question was so relishable and so sweet. And I love this point. Matri Vatsala. He was affectionate to his mother. <laughs> she was a devotee, but he's affectionate to his mother. Devotees are responsible for their parents. That's just a fact. You don't necessarily transcend that dharma. And uh, so, and, and so what did what did Sukadeva go? What did Marge Prickett do? What did Marge Prickett do to summarize the Bhagavatam? In other words, what Sanatana Goswami had to do was done, which is given essence of the of the Bhagavatam and 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 in a very engaging way. So that, that so people will get this message of Parama the Shah Antim, that they would actually be able to access the Parama, the topmost the Shah stage, Antim, the end top stage. We, we don't forget our goal. So so Marge Prickett had to do the same thing. So how did he do it? Actually, I, 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 I even, he actually told something else. It was a story that was told to, the, the, when he wanted something to describe the essence of the Bhagavatam, it was actually what was told by Jaimini Rishi to Janame Jaya, Marge Prickett's son. The essence of, of the Bhagavatam. Because he heard this Mahabharat, which was a sublime presentation that was equal to the Bhagavatam. And then he told the story of how Maharaj Prickett did it. And that's the Briya Bhagavatamrita. And then, of course, like the Bhagavatam, it gives, it, it, well, the story begins that Narada Muni is at the Kumbh Mela. He just bathed in the tree veini. Uh, you know, sometimes a, a, a holy bath, it can be such a powerful experience if you're in the right consciousness. I was trying to bring one of my friends to Krishna consciousness for 50 years, literally. And he came to Vrindavan. 
and he was kind of now trying to get into it. And we just went to Radakund in a very respectful way. I don't let you know people just charge into the water, but somehow we're in the right mood. And he and, and he went in, and when he got out, he started to cry and he hugged me. It was such such an experience. So Narada Muni and all the sages bathing in the Triveni in the month of Mog, and they're in such a ecstatic sense. It's, I'll, I'll tell you one story of a bath that I took that it was, I was a brahmachari and I was with a sannyasi and this sannyasi, he was the one that asked the page of Swami, what are the three aspects of the absolute truth? And he was so heavy. And then he was with this other sannyasi and these guys were like, I can't even imagine if I, if you, uh, if, if, if you if ever read anything by Nishringa Maharaj? Uh, Jugat Guru Swami. These people were like, wow. They were like, you know, later Brahma is going to be concerned when you have a position, it's so dangerous to, to, to become proud. And they were these young, heavy, I was just a brahmachari, And we went to Radha Kund at midnight. And at that time, there weren't that many people at the, and I took a bath with these people. And as they got out of the water, it was like their false egos were in puddles. It was like being with different people. So what to speak of someone like the sages, and, and, and they're in such a pure-hearted sense. And then the journey begins. Narada sees this pure Brahman, and it's just so impressive. And I describe what the Brihad Bhagavatamrita does, and, and I'm also saying in Jai's class, he described that we have what, what is the first stage? That first circle is called the narrow circle. What? This what's immediate, what's apparent. No, uh, what's immediate, what's apparent, but unawareness. You're, you're very, your awareness is very limited. And I think everybody had that experience when you're dealing with someone and you're counseling someone and you want to give them a higher awareness of the situation, which is, you know, what is their what is their purification or, or things that come to us or for us? What is God telling us? Destiny is the language of God. So many things to give them a higher awareness of the same thing. Perception is also dependent on our understanding, not just our senses. Do you see something? It, it, if you went into like a, a tribe, you know, there's some tribes now that are isolated from society completely still. Let's say you went in there and, you know, you gave them an iPhone. Would they see an iPhone? If they don't have the understanding, if they don't have the knowledge. So anyway, so I, it, it's... So that, that stage, then you can go to a higher stage of meaning where you, can, where you can look at these limited circumstances in terms of the philosophy. And then if you advance further, 
you go to a stage of experiencing God. So this is the symptoms of people who experience God because he's looking for the topmost person, topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And I really don't have time because there's great verses where, where it ex explains here that they're all, it, it explains how something can be perfect and still have higher levels. The description is there. Uh, Jai, you know, you sometimes have that thing, we have limited time and now you're trying to adjust the whole subject in a proper way. So it's his journey. So he starts to see these people and, I, I, and the story of this Brahmin, but the most amazing thing you see is purity. He's chanting, he's so humble. He serves everyone before himself. And he feeds everyone, even the dogs and the jackals. And, and then only on permission from the sadhus does he take the himself, but he, he relishes it on a higher consciousness. Not enjoying it in the sense of how it pleased me, but relishing those tastes, how Krishna enjoyed, how the devotees enjoyed. Like a real mother who cooks for their children. And then when she feeds the children, she tastes the food, but her enjoyment is not how good it was to her. It was how her son, her daughter, loved this food. I used to go to my grandmother in Brooklyn. I don't even remember where it is. And we used to go there and she had an angel food cake, golden, so soft, right? And she gets so much pleasure when she cut the cake and we had this perfect angel food cake. But her sense gratification, when she tasted it after us, had nothing to do with selfishness. It was her love. So he took the prasadam in that mood of love. And then at the end, he looked at his deities and said, whatever benefit I get, it goes to you. And then we, we see in the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, what is that symptom of one with the good life? What is the symptom of someone who's actually experiencing God? They don't want to be the center. <laughs> They're not particularly eager to be glorified because glorification says you're the center, you're the center, you're the center. They don't want to go there. The whole purpose of the Bhagavatam is to move you from the center. And how does it move you from the center? When you hear the glories of Krishna, you develop attachment to Krishna. And when you love someone, you put them in the center. The whole Bhagavatam is like giving you this taste. It's showing you people who put God in the center, who are happy actually to be in the mood of his servant, that Bhagavatam. So therefore, when you're in that consciousness, really in that consciousness, you have the good, I'm using the term Jai mentioned, the good life beyond Nishta. When you get to Ruchi, when you get to Sakti, the good life, when you have that, and when you're approaching that, then me bhakta nehihum. I'm not a devotee. You're not, it's not your objective. Your objective is love. And love doesn't mean to occupy the center. Love means to put someone else in the center. And you see that reflected again. These stages like this, they're kind of fluid in a little sense. It's not just at that stage you can have that, but people can start getting that taste.
the service. I see that sometimes when there's, I used to organize these, I used to be in charge of the kitchens in Vrindavan. I wasn't a cook, but I, I had some ability to organize this. And we organized the, the most incredible feasts you've ever heard. Gourmet preparations for like 1,500 people. In, incredible. And I, 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 I love making teams, so I recruit like famous cooks. Really, I knew who the famous cooks were, and we recruit them for these festivals. And we work so hard. And then it's time, time to serve. And people actually have that, that taste. I want to serve. I want, so that's the symptom. They want to serve. And then look at the king. The king was Sarvabhoma. Sarvabhoma means not just the king. It's not the emperor. Sarvabhoma. Boma means the earth, all of the earth. He had so much power. But he didn't claim possessiveness for anything in his kingdom to the extent that he, he, he actually legally put all the assets in the kingdom in the deities and the Brahmins who represented the deities. And even though he was the king, he so much relished seva that even if it was the simple thing, there's a principle in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that I mentioned that when you worship the deity and you're a rich person and you pay someone to worship the deity or your guru with so many disciples, you have them worship your deity, you don't get the benefit. So even though the king organized it, he was doing so much humble service. And through all the people that Narada sees, you see there, they're all attached to chanting. And he's chanting and dancing and composing songs and all these beautiful bhajans. Shamagori Nitya Kishori Pritamajori Sriradhe Rasikarasilo Chaila Chabilo Gunagara below Sri Krishna One time I went to see this famous saint, Ramesh Baba. Radhanath Swami used to live with him. And I told you, he, he, he was such a saint, so advanced. One of my friends went up there during, uh, during Karti to just chant up there. And my friend was a very great sadhaka. So he got to meet Ramesh Baba. And I never forget this. Because Ramesh Baba, he doesn't want to know about the world. Even someone gives him a donation, he doesn't ask his name. He just only wants to hear about the pastimes of Radha. And he's advanced. So when you go, so my friend went in there. And I, some of you heard this before. He asked him, what is the last thing you heard in the news? He said, Marilyn Monroe died. <laughs> and any time I would go to see him, and I was late, twice, one time I went in, he was eating soup on his bed. He had this room high in the air on the mountains. 
eating soup. First thing, first thing when we came in, he looked at us and said, is there any service? <laughs> Not that I'm eating now. <laughs> any service? I said, Kirtan Sam, and this band came in. They brought in this Casio, and he started to sing. <laughs> Is there any service? And disciple takes mood of guru. I, I was there when Srila Radhanath Swami came back to Vrindavan for the first time after being away for 10 years. And he, he ran, wound up in Matara by train. He walked along the bank of the Jamuna. And I'm the first thing, first person he saw when he came into the temple. And I saw him because I sometimes I go to New Vrindavan. And he just looked at me and said, is there any service? Is there any service for me? Badram Te. That's the most auspicious thing. When the when the Brahmins, when the coward boys go to beg for the Brahmins on behalf of Krishna, they're begging for food, but it's for Krishna. And the and the Bhagavatam says, Badram Te. They say this is so auspicious. This is so auspicious. To the king. And then they're also humble because it's just a fact when you're clean hearted, anything that's clean, you see the dirt more. So people that are pure, they tend to be more humble. And people who are so proud, they don't see any of their faults. The people that have the most faults don't see any. And the people that have the least faults see the most. And it's not only that, but when they're like this, they, they, you know, when they're feeling mercy, mercy means undeserved. When you get mercy, the feeling of mercy is an un it's undeserved. I'm getting more than I deserve. So you tend to look at what you're lacking. So the whole devotional process makes someone so humble. Makes someone so humble. So each one of them says no and points to someone else. And it goes in progression. And it goes in the exact progression of the Bhagavatam of more and more, and it, it, this is also connected to your thing of, of, I was thinking about that, how you get more and more freedom, your consciousness expands. There's less, your consciousness has more freedom. You, you read that verse by Prabhupada. So it's the same things with the relationships with Krishna. When we go to the Queens of Dwarka and they're comparing themselves to the gopis in terms of freedom, Right? We're restricted, we're, we have social obligations. And the commentaries also always make the point that in these kind of relationships, of, for example, reverence with certain rules or the queens of Dwarka, that those things are part of their bob and love. It's not actually a restriction to their love. It's part of their, their perfection. But in the same sense, and, and Ramananda Sambad, someone came into me and read where Prabhupada's describing the relationships in terms of freedom. There's more and more freedom. Look how much freedom the coward boys have compared to the people of Vaikuntha. So, 
he, he points he points higher to Indra. Indra's in ecstasy. His his devotion is such that God is his younger brother, and he's sitting on a throne next to him, and he's in ecstasy. And it, so they describe each one has their kind of something special. And Indra points. He says, "Well, I'm nothing, you know, compared to Lord Brahma." And Lord Brahma is the example of someone who has so much service. It's, it, you know, someone who really has a lot of service in the right mood. It's so impressive. They have so much service. Like Prabhupada had this disciple, Jayananda, who he put on the Vaishnava calendar. And I met him right at the beginning of Krishna consciousness. I was so impressed with him. Because I, 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 it's a long story, but I was sleeping in a parking lot in the car and it happened to be the same parking lot behind the temple. And I woke up in the morning, I saw this guy fixing the cars. And then he happened to be the temple president. And it was just like, and when Prabhupada would come, there's three symptoms of prema bhakti mentioned in bhakti rasamrita sindhu. Of all love, you wanna be with the person. You want to have, not only want to be with the person, you want a relationship to be there. And not only you want a relationship, you want service. But of all three aspects, the highest is service. So when Prabhupada would come, Jayananda, he, he would ask, where's Jayananda? And he'd be doing service. <laughs> so Brahma, he's the dispenser of karma. You think you have some hard service? He's the dispenser of karma. He has to organize the universe so that people interact and the world moves around so that one person's karma is to receive something, another person's karma is to give. He's the dispenser of karma. But he also, he's glorified. And the worship that takes place, the uh, many headed Vishnu is there and the service that goes on. But then they asked Brahma and then Brahma said, oh my God, I have such a big position. I make so many mistakes and there's so many conceits. You know, I'm the Adi, Adi Devata and all these things. And, and then he points to Lord Shiva and Lord Shiva has these different aspects and he says, look at Lord Shiva. I got all this power and things. He take, He's nothing. He has all this devotion, but he keeps no paraphernalia for himself. And he's so devotional that when his disciple Kavera served him, he moved to Kavera's planet and served his disciple. Even though Krishna sometimes worships him. And then for some reason, Lord Shiva appointed the Hanuman, who's in separation from Lord Ram, and he's just worshiping this deity of Lord Ramachandra, and he's always crying. And then people talk about him, you can get liberation. He goes, liberation? If liberation means that I can't serve my Lord, who wants liberation? And then he's glorified by Narada Muni, No, actually, Allah came before that. Because Lord Brahma said, um, 
I, I made this huge mistake. I gave Hiranyakashipu so much power. And then when, when, when the Sringadev appeared to kill him, I was there. And Krishna completely ignored me. Right? I was trying to get forgiveness. He completely ignored me. But he was, he, the Sringadev was looking right at, excuse me, the was looking right at Prahlad. So he, so then he went to glorify Prahlad and Prahlad said, you know, I'm really good about remembering Krishna. But what a service I do. One time, my friend was giving a lecture, B.B. Govinda Swami, in Italy, about Raghunath Das Goswami, how he paid 1,000 obeisances to all the Vaishnavas. He chanted three lakhs of rounds and he paid obeisances. He was such a great devotee, Raghunath Das Goswami. And then one guy, any questions? One guy raises a hand. He said, you were saying Raghunath Das Goswami, a great devotee, but what a service he do. <laughs> What a service. Jane Hare Krishna was also a service. <laughs> what? Well, said, what? So they went to Hanuman. You know, and then Hanuman points to the um, Pandavas. And then the Pandavas point to Dwarka. And then in Dwarka, when they come to Ukrasena as the king, he said, Uddhava. Outside of Vrindavan, Uddhava is the topmost devotee. He has such a bob of devotion that he has the same color as Krishna. He has such a mood of devotion that Krishna never goes anywhere without him. And he just begins to describe Uddhava. So the Narada Muni is so excited. This is also the good life. This is also the experience of God. You're in Utsahan, Nistayat How are the six Goswamis described? Krishna, Kirtana, Gananartana, Pano, Premamritam. Krishna, Kirtan. What kind of Kirtan? Ut Kirtan. Ut means enthusiastic. Ut means stretch. So enthusiasm is called Ut Kanta when your neck stretches. And the images of a bird who is seeking a worm, a baby bird, the neck stretches. That's enthusiasm. You, you stretch for Krishna. You move for Krishna. So they, they start to, he starts to, um, he's so enthusiastic. But you see in Dwarka, the streets are worse than New Delhi. Okay, you don't know that. But New Delhi, it's impossible. You go K block to Z block and Z block to C block and C block to C1. And then you go to Greater Kailash and you found that you went to Greater Kailash 3 when it was Greater Kailash 1. I've been going to one place for 30 years. I still can't find it. <laughs> but Dwarka is worse. There's all these different things. And, but what happens is, and this is Lord Chaitanya, somehow or other, when you completely surrender to Krishna, Somehow or other, the super soul moves you. They said he kind of been there before, but then the commentators say also this. And he goes and he said, he, he's Narada Moody's out of his mind by this time. He's, he's like Bhakta Avatar. You know Bhakta Avatar? 
his one devotee, I don't know how he raised such a nice kid. His son was Iandra's main Madunga player. And he's a very beautiful boy. But the father, 24 hours a day, he'd just be dancing and swirling. Nonstop. He had, he had something. Nonstop. So Narada was just crying. And then when he came, he came to Dwarka, and he came to the palace. Outside, what time is it now? What? What? It's 8.30? Please, can I have 10 more minutes? Of course. Okay, 10 more minutes. I'll finish this. Wow. He goes to the palace. I'm going to make a long story short. You'll have to take my class right. Go there. He goes to the palace, and Uddhava is there, and Balaram is there, and Rukmini is there, and Mohini is there, and they're all sitting outside of Krishna's room, who has the cover over his eyes and hasn't got out of bed, and it's midday. And they're all worried about Krishna. And, and and then he comes, and he and he and they 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 sit. They're all disturbed about this, but they see Narada, and they sit him down. They say, "What's wrong?" He said, "I am looking for Uddhava, and even if I can't find Uddhava, if I can just get the dust of his lotus feet." And he's talking to Uddhava. <laughs> he's so. And then. Then he begins to glorify Uddhava in this glorification of Uddhava. Krishna says, no one's more dear to me. To make a long, long story short now, what happens is Krishna wakes up and there's this discussion that's going outside where Uddhava is saying, you know how to, to Narada, you think oh, I'm something. I went to Vrindavan and when I saw the love of the gopis, my my concept of being a devotee, a great devotee, was crushed to dust. I'm nothing. And then, then Rohini said, you're looking for the topmost recipients of Krishna's mercy? You're talking about the residents of Vrindavan? Those people are suffering more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. And then there's this whole argument, are they suffering? And then Krishna wakes up these descriptions of, 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 of how advanced the residents of Vrindavan are. They're so advanced that when the cowherd boys go out to the forest and, and Krishna's frolicking in the distance, every time his form goes beyond a tree, they go, oh! and then they see Krishna that goes behind a tree. Oh! They feel separation. Here, it's like, oh! <laughs> oh! They just can feel separation. And then <clears throat> Krishna wakes up and he begins to discuss with Balaram and this whole thing about and Krishna faints. And they don't know what to do. And all the residents of Dwarka begin to cry. And it becomes Lord Brahma becomes aware. And when Lord Brahma becomes aware, he comes there and he's so smart. And he says, okay, what what should we do about this? This is such an existential crisis. 
Because if God dies, nothing exists. And Balaram faints too. So they put Balaram and they put Krishna on the back of Garuda and they take him to New Vrindavan. Not West Virginia, <laughs> but it's outside of Dwarka where Vishvakarma, the, the, the head of the demigods, makes exact replicas of the whole Vrindavan. So they're right, they take Krishna there. <laughs> and then Balaram somehow wakes up and they say, okay, they, they put a peacock feather in him, they put a flute, they dress him up, and they start to wake him up, they start to sing songs, they can't wake him up. And finally he gets up and he's so embarrassed. He said, oh my God, I had this dream. And then he begins to relate his whole time in Dwarka. He thinks it's a dream. I had this long dream and I'm late for the cows. And then he sees his mother and they put butter in her arm. He takes butter and he see, he thinks his mother's angry at him, but it's an exact replica. Every, every detail of Vrindavan is there. And then he goes to the gopis and he thinks they're angry with him. He said, it was only a dream. I left Vrindavan. And then Balaram somehow, you know, and they take him to the shore. And he thinks it's the Jamuna. And then he sees his Dwarka palace and he becomes confused. And then Balaram tells him it was successful. They, they woke, woke him up from his stupa. Balaram tells him, you have your duties to perform, etc. And then he starts telling about the demons and he gets excited. And then he goes back to the palace. There's so many things that happen. The queens are not envious. They're hiding. They're watching this. They're ecstatic because they see Krishna in this way. And then Satyabhama is a little bit upset. And Krishna begins to explain. You want to know why I love the gopis? And he explains everything like this. And, and it, so it, 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 Narada understands who's the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And then Krishna explains separation. What is separation? Separation is so powerful that the object that was before you goes in your heart. So actually, we're separated from Krishna by consciousness and it's separation. Krishna is even more revealing. And then the story ends When Narada is freaked out, he thinks, look what I, I caused. And Krishna calls him and, and says, no, this was great that you brought this out. Don't think that my separation is pain. Separation, it's a little anxiety, but it leads to the greatest joy. You can have any benediction you want. And what does Narada say? I pray that the devotees never have enough mercy, never feel they have enough mercy, never feel they have enough bhakti, and never feel they have enough prema. I pray like that. Because bhakti is a hunger. So if the hunger is gone, the bhakti is gone. So the hunger is what? For Krishna. So the more you have, where is Krishna? Prabhupada said, the six Goswamis never say, I have Krishna. They say, I want Krishna. Hey, Radhe, Braja, Devake, Chalalite. 
And then it ends where he gives him this. He said, no, ask another benediction. And we'll, we'll finish with just reading that benediction that he gives. Oh, swan gliding in the lakes of the Brajvasi's love. I wish that I may wander everywhere, always chanting, drinking the nectar of your names. Those most sweet names arise from the ocean of Gopul and spread the glories of your infinitely varied dress and ways of acting. As I wander behaving like a madman, May I distribute joy to everyone in the world. Krishna says, so be it. And then you go back. Numbers, numbers. What? Numbers. That was 143. And then 144 is the one about the, the Bhagavatam in here. And then... Now it goes back to Marge Cricket and he says, so you see, mother? And then he gives his mother his, the final instructions to his mother. He said, dear mother, you as well should always worship the young cowherd boy. He is the ocean that yields the nectar of the Rasa dance in which the divine gopis fully surround him, entranced by pure love. You should cherish the desire to be a servant of those gopis. You should constantly worship him in pure love as they did. And you should dedicate yourself to the sankirtan of his names. I cannot describe with my own words even the glories of this. And then... Um, With the help of this most excellent narration about the Supreme Lord, which shows who has received the essence of the Lord's mercy, one can understand him for certain. Anyone who, for any reason, takes shelter with faith of this narration will click, quickly attain love of Lord Krishna. So you see the genius of Narada Muni, of uh, Sanatana Goswami? And I'll just tell you something. When Gopi Pranadana had to write this book and he was looking for a place for him and family to stay, one of my godbrothers who became a Babaji and a Mahant in Radhakum gave him a place to stay. And the, the place was exactly the place where Sanat and Goswami wrote the Briyad Bhagavatam by Chakleshwar Mahadev. Okay. What time is it now? My Vaidhi Bhakti's coming in. What? So we'll finish now. Okay. Srila Prabhupada Ki.